You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. Mary, I don't know if you know much about jug band music. I, I mean, it's kind of fallen out of fashion. There was a song done by a group called the Memphis Jug Band, it was recorded in 1928, long time ago. And I'm going to sing a couple lines for for you. This is really the real words for it. Take your finger off it and don't you dare touch it. You know it don't belong to you. Now, I wish to God that Mer- <laughs> Governor Cuomo... I know just where you're going Cuomo, with this, John. <laughs> ...that he would listen to that song. I'm sorry, this is too much of it. Like a late verse, this is awful. It says, there's two old ladies just a-lying in bed. One looked over to the other. She said, take your finger off it and don't you dare touch it. You know it don't belong to you. Oh, <laughs> I got an image I will not get out of my head. No, 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 no. Now, the reason I bring this up, more seriously speaking, is I listened to all of uh, Governor Cuomo's little speech before he resigned yesterday. You know, and with great earnestness, if I understood him right, he said, listen, I'm sorry. I know I offended these women, but frankly... I nobody told me this was wrong. It was like the George Costanza defense. <laughs> had 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 anybody said to me that it was against customer, company policy to have sex with a cleaning woman on the desk, I never would have done it. I is that about the way you read the governor? Yeah, so maybe that's like a true New Yorker. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Because if George Costanza was anything, he was a true New Yorker. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I I watched it as well, and I was so infuriated because it wasn't any kind of an apology. He was a victim, poor Cuomo. And um, his excuse was... You know, to say it wasn't believable is giving him too much credit. It's 2021. This dude was, you know, a champion of women and a champion of the Me Too movement. He signed one of the most comprehensive sexual harassment laws in the country. I know when I was working, that was um, uh, signed into law. We had two, or the company I worked for had two plant, has two plants in New York. So I was very familiar with it. And I thought that the goalpost didn't move, Andrew. You stood still and didn't watch what was happening around you because it didn't serve your power-hungry, egotistical desires. Not to be harsh. No, not to be harsh (laughs) at, at, at all. You know, something I was thinking of, and I don't know the exact date, but this is probably easily about 20 years ago. Uh, I was uh, working for a company, and I remember we hired you to come in and do a sexual harassment workshop. You remember oh, that? I, re- I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, and you came in, and we had a big group of uh, employees. Now, 
if my little company 20 years ago had people like you, lawyers, experts on uh, uh, employment law and these types of things, stand up and explain sexual harassment, don't you think the governor, I don't know what he was then, attorney general, I guess, various other things, that at some point they went to that class? Well, you would think so. I mean, and he should have been the guy hiring someone to do the training. I just, his excuse fell so flat. It didn't make sense to anybody that was listening to him. And I think for many women, it was absolutely infuriating. Because this is the kind of stuff that women have to fight against all the time which is, oh, you keep moving the goalposts. It wasn't that big of a deal. Sorry if it offended you. I didn't really mean it that way. When all women are asking is to be treated as professionals. In your hands, up and down someone's back, or asking them, you know, uh, about their love life. Or one of the things he said to the trooper, she was getting married, like, well, that'll be the end of your sex life. Really? That's what you say to someone you're trying to treat like a professional, particularly if you're in a position of power and you're trying to mentor young people. I don't think it would be appropriate for him to say that to a young man, much less a young woman that he's clearly trying to hit on. Well, absolutely. And, you know, he goes through this whole catalog in this speech of uh, I kissed uh, people on the forehead I hugged them, I got close, I did it to men, I did, did it to women, long, long catalog of things. And I thought, really? Your defense to this is, oh no, I did it a lot, like a yeah. real lot. <laughs> and the other thing is, why is he touching all these people in a professional setting? Yeah. And what makes him think it's okay to have an off-color sense of humor in 2021 when you're the governor of one of the most liberal states in the country. That's the other thing that I think Cuomo, because of his ego, because of what he's gotten away with for years and years, thought no one could touch him, didn't understand that that conduct is against brand for the Democrats. So as a Republican, he, I mean, Trump did, he could get away with that kind of thing. But what made him think that any Democrat could sit back and say, yeah, but he's done a lot of good stuff. Uh, he's been great on the environment. None of that's going to matter when ultimately for Democrats, this is unacceptable conduct. Yeah. And if you're not sure of that, check with Al Frank. <laughs> that's you such know? a great example, John. Yeah. Because and there's I... still people thinking that Al Franken shouldn't have stepped down. But Al Franken ran into Kristen, Kirsten Gillibrand, and so did Cuomo. Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I mean, this is getting a little personal about, about myself, but it has been something I've had to think and make adjustments on. You and I grew up in a family where not only humor, but uh, tasteless humor frequently was kind of valued. Not kind of. It was... <laughs> Am I saying that right? I mean, our dad, bless his heart, he was a wonderful man, but the man had no filters, and he thought everything was funny. And frankly, 
the more tasteless it was, the funnier he thought it thought it was. Is that a fair description? It it is. And you know, still when we're all with each other, sometimes the humor gets a little tasteless, to, yeah, to use your word. Right. And I I really have had to I don't know what to say, talk to myself, but really think about the fact because I also, you know, in terms of my business career, uh, the the key part of that was at the Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company, which was an all-male organization. Somewhere, uh, well, so much so that Goodyear uh, lost a huge judgment on sexual discrimination and everything. They tried to make some changes. I once, uh, I was running the sales force, and I once tried to hire a woman into the sales force. My boss interviewed her and came in and he, he didn't know what to say. But so what he said was, have you noticed, it seems like she talks a lot, which I think was <laughs> code word for, have you noticed she's kind of female? She's and a girl. He's <laughs> a girl and girls can be kind of chatterboxes, if you don't know what I mean. So, I mean, I was in an environment there for kind of the key part of my business career where this was also routine. And I don't, I don't want to uh, subscribe to Cuomo's, gee, they changed all the rules on us. Those should have been our rules way back then. But I do want to say to, to the governor, no, you, like me, maybe grew up in a slightly different time. But we needed to stop and say, and you needed to stop and say, I am the governor of the state of New York. No, this is not right. Exactly. I mean, I heard today, this morning, Claire McCaskill on W on MSNBC, and she said, it's not that that conduct wasn't always unacceptable. It was. The difference is, is that women now, unlike women when I was young, uh, have the courage to stand up and say, this is not okay. And to take the risk of that their careers will be damaged. And that's really the difference. And if Cuomo didn't see that, and in fact, through his law that he signed, encouraged it, that change, then he's a dope. But he's not a dope. He just didn't think he'd get caught. I think he believed he had so bullied, um, the, the people around him and had so much control over them that they'd never talk. And, you know, that's, that is dumb because sooner or later someone is going to talk. And then when the, when the chips started to fall, they fell pretty fast. And I, I wonder, you raised this uh, comparison before, but I wonder if he in some way looked at Donald Trump and thought, you know what, uh, Mr. Former Guy uh, President, you and I are the same. We're New Yorkers. We're a different breed. We're tough, but we're tough guys, and we get stuff done. Uh, I know he, you know, he would not have politically aligned himself with Trump, but somehow I think he like personally aligned himself and maybe really mystified today with why Donald Trump is allowed to get away with this, and he's not. Well, or the other person that he really did idolize that was part of his party and the kind of Democrat he was, Bill Clinton. And Bill yeah. Clinton fought through it and survived. And I'm sure that in Cuomo's world, he or mine, he was thinking, 
I think I can fight through it. But that also misunderstands how much times have changed and how much the Democrats' brand has changed as well. Because many Democrats were vilified for supporting Clinton through his impeachment and what was clearly sexual harassment to a young subordinate. And he, and Cuomo's no Bill Clinton in the end of the day, because Clinton had friends, Cuomo had none. Absolutely. I, this is a really little question, but uh, when he resigned yesterday, he said his resignation will be effective in two weeks, 14 days. Wait a minute, what's with that? Do you get to do that? Like resign in 14 days? If somebody came in to me when I was running a division of a company and said, right, I'm going to resign 14 days from now, I'd say, eh, I think maybe pack your stuff today. You know, I, 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 thought, get I thought the same thing. I mean, he gave two weeks notice. It's basically what he yeah. did. But someone, I heard someone say that when Spitzer resigned, he was like resigned and gone. And that left kind of a mess in the state house. In other words, he didn't to tell the person coming in, you know, here's where I keep my paper clips, kind of thing. So um, I heard a couple of people say that that actually was a favor to that woman who's coming in as governor. So and and she didn't seem to think it was a problem, and nobody seemed to think it was a problem. I thought something else about the timing of his resignation right during the vote for the infrastructure bill. And I yeah. wondered how much of that was a poke in the eye to Biden for not supporting him. I, I think you're right. Uh, I felt the exact same thing. I mean, this was a big, big victory. Now, I was kind of interested in the new shows I, I watched later on. And I have to admit here, me. You know, I've got this kind of TiVo service, uh, so I record a lot of shows. And last night, I worked my way through like four different news shows. I'd watch the first 10 minutes of one, then I'd go and watch watch the next one. And on all of those shows, as big a story as uh, Cuomo was, they all led with the infrastructure. No, I noticed that as well. That I didn't watch a lot of news, but the little bit I watched, they led with infrastructure. So even the producers were realizing that yeah. was the story. As, as a matter of fact, I, I think the only major news source that led with the Cuomo story instead of infrastructure was sibling talk. <laughs> and so you really got to question the uh, judgment of whoever the producer is of sibling talk, which I somehow suspect is my Chihuahua, Alice. Alice, are you the producer? Okay. I'll, yeah, you can have it. The good thing is uh, I pay my producer by giving her a little biscuit, and she likes that. Well, tomorrow we can talk about infrastructure. And just to keep everyone up to date, as we speak, we are driving through the great state of New York. So um, I don't see it being upset about Cuomo leaving as I look out the highway. And we have seen a lot of uh, construction along the way from Cleveland to we're now outside of Buffalo. And um, so let's go infrastructure. Yay okay, infrastructure. since it's a musical episode, let me end with a song for you. Off, we're going to shuffle. Shuffle off to Buffalo. <laughs> All Talk right, to you bye. later. Bye. <laughs>
Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.